Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, the podcast for the Running Book Podcast Network. Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the pod, just want to give a quick shout out to the other podcasts. Uh, rate, review, subscribe our stuff, whether it's Circle City Cinema, uh, Power Hour, you name it, we got it on the network. Uh, so do not be afraid to check that out. And I am pleased to be joined by Russell Wilson enthusiast, Bryce Shaddy. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson uh, coming to the bench uh, after this week. Uh, Bryce, uh, it's a we, we it's a, it's a Wednesday. We're recording on a Wednesday night, two days after Christmas. Uh, your Christmas present from the Broncos was that Russell Wilson has officially been declared washed by his own team. Well, I, I mean, if we just want to get into it, I, I do have a comparison. I do draw a comparison to this situation, right. actually, Caleb. I, I, I think, in all seriousness, I draw a comparison to this. Feels like the like the Colts went season. You know, like the stats don't look that bad, but the wins, uh, there weren't enough wins there. Because, it, I mean, when you look at it, seriously, go look at the numbers. Like the numbers aren't like terrible. Obviously, I mean, it's right. It's right in the average upper average tier of NFL quarterback this season. And they're not even eliminated from playoff contention, which is wild to me. To, for them, to I agree. That moved. that part I found mild. That that part is the part I found to be the most nuts. I mean, that you really told you're so you're telling me that you'd rather have Stidham. It, uh, in general, uh, in general, on the line. Yeah, yeah, in in general, I wouldn't want to be in that position. So Gee, I mean, it's I it's not. That. I mean, I I agree. It feels like a conceding of the whole it's thing. It's a white flag, and I wouldn't like that. Um, and, you know, obviously I wouldn't have liked their performance either. We'll get into, I guess now we'll jump into their performance and we'll do to get the sack. Um, I mean, what a abs, I mean, incredible. I, I think the problem was they just no showed that game, Bryce. And I think there was pressure from people to say, we have to make a change somehow, some way this was the change. And I feel like this is the way, this was the one answer they could have in the season. You know, because you're not going to fire the coach right now. You're not going to let go of GMs right now. That's not going to do you any good um, if you're at Denver at this point. So I, I feel like, you know, th- this that move was a reflection on how they really felt um, about their season, which was a complete panic because you cannot lose to New England at home. I mean, I kind of thought this team could have won three straight and put themselves in a nine and eight position or, uh, you know, a nine and. I mean, yeah, nine and seven, you know, 10 and seven, nine and eight range. Uh, and I guess it's still possible that Denver could get nine and eight, but I, I just don't see it with Sidham. Yeah, unbelievable to me that they lost this game. Um, you know, and I got to give Baylor Zappi some credit. He, he made some throws. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the Pats seemed like they were trying to lose this game on purpose. But I mean, like you said, Zappi made some throws. Ezekiel Elliott came back from the dead once again this season. And Denver just blew this game, and it seemed like that was sort of the last straw for Sean Payton. You know, I've been kind of hearing that Sean Payton wasn't going to put up with a whole bunch of crap, and uh, you know what? With two games left and them still in playoff contention, it's a bold move. It's a bold move, but it also shows who's in charge here. You're right. You're right. Um, we'll get into get the sacks. Uh, I'll give mine first. 
Uh, Zach Taylor gets sacked. You're, you're so you very lost, excited you lost, for this. You, you lost. You lost. You lost to a Pittsburgh Steelers team with the third string quarterback, an opportunity to pursue and and gain a game uh, on the rest of the wild card threats in the AFC, and you lose on the road to a third string quarterback in Mason Rudolph. Frankly, a quarterback that wouldn't probably be on a roster if not for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he, you just let him carve you up all night long. I mean, the game plan felt miserable. Um, everything felt hard. Uh, Lou, Am- Lou, you know, the defensive coordinator genius, the hothead coaching candidate that I've been talked about and told about for a couple years, gives up 34 when the game's on the line. I mean, what is this? And why are we calling? And why are we calling plays? Why are we calling plays like we have Joe Burrow under center? Breaking news you have Jake Browning. I've been calling that. And I have been on that. And I have been on that, Bryce. I have been on Mm -hmm. that. It's why I sat there. You were like, you know, I was like, why are we throwing to Jones? And you were like, well, why was that play? And I was like, mad, not not the receiver necessarily, but just like, why are we putting those players in positions to have to make those plays? You are not the same team. You're not constructed the same way. It's not shocked me at all that they were handed. I couldn't believe that they they beat the, the, the Colts. I couldn't believe they were beating the Minnesota. It was by the skins of their teeth that they did it. And they got it. And they got, you know, what I thought has been pretty much sitting there for a couple weeks now, which is a, you know, a, a whooping. And you play Kansas City, you know, next week at Kansas City. And you play the Browns. And you're going to lose all three. Oh. Oh. Oh, and three. Correct. Or oh, and two. There's two games. Left. They're, they're going to lose to the Steelers. They're going to lose to the Steelers. They're going to lose to the Chiefs. They're going to lose to the Browns. Oh, they'll lose to the Browns. They'll lose to the Browns because probably if they lose to the Chiefs, they, they will be too far out of the race. Yeah. Assuming that things go the way it should. And so this type of game not only puts yourself in a position where I don't think you're going to make the playoffs, but you have to do some searching about your roster and where you want to go uh, in the future. So to me, this was not only a bad performance of this week, but, you know, potentially what you have to evaluate because I, I've been disappointed in for like a month. I just haven't had the game to say it because they've been pulling it off in a lucky way. And here you go. This was it. You can't lose to the Steelers at home. You cannot lose to the Steelers by 23 points. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I, it, it was embarrassing. I was disappointed in that game. Honestly, I was up for a good game. I thought it would be. <clears throat> Might get the sack, Caleb. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, you cannot trot your quarterback out there yeah. coming off a concussion with a knee injury, possibly an ankle injury. Now nursing a shoulder injury. He picked up the injury when the game was basically out of reach. You know, and it's it's really disappointing to see uh, them still trot Trevor out there uh, to to put himself in harm's way with the division and a playoff spot ridiculous on the line. Like it is it is certainly possible. Now, luckily, they play uh, uh, Carolina this week. You know, so they're they're lucky they have that game this week. In the Titans. Titans. But but I you know what? At this point, I don't see why the Titans couldn't beat them. Oh, come on. Why? Come on. Why? Why? Are you kidding me? Why? Tennessee Titans. Why? Why not? Why can't they win? Tell me why. Tell me why they can't win. You blasted Tannehill all year. 
You've lasted Tannehill all year. So what? You think he's going to go for a career high against the Jaguars? I think Levis will be back this week. I don't, I don't know if that changes a ton for me, but, you know, we'll suit, you know, the we'll Jaguars see. are limping, Caleb. They are limping. I know they are. I look. Not they only me. they mustered 12 points in this game against the Bucks. I, I look. Yeah, look, I agree. You know, I was on that. I, I texted you about it. I was like, I just think it's ridiculous what they're doing, what they're setting Trevor Lawrence up for, you know, the criticism that he's getting. I just don't think that there's enough criticism from other places outside of Trevor on some of his performance. And, but at the same time, like, you know, you look at the Stampa team and, and they're red hot, you know, they're red hot, you know, they're going for four straight. I think there's a chance they go for five at home. I mean, what they're, what they're doing right now offensively is about as good as they've been all year, Bryce. I mean, I don't care that the rushing game was limited. They, they, they have been, they have found their volume. They have found the balance between Edwins and Godwin. Mayfield's not turning the ball over. You know, you and I kind of thought, you know, especially last week, that game against Green Bay, I thought was the stamp. And I think this might be, a, this is probably going to be the team that comes out of the South. And is it? I'd be curious. I mean, come on. You think Dennis Allen's going to get the job done here? On the mm, road? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, that, yeah. I, listen, on the road, I like Bake. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa hosts the Saints, probably with the chance to win the division. And then they go to Carolina. Come on, Bryce. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pick up All right. Those. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. I just need one. Your boy Bake. Your boy Bake, man. Nice. Your boy Bake. He's the most <laughs> love, love and hate quarterback I got. Next up. <laughs> next up. Um, a game that I think everybody kind of, Sad circle as one of the best games of the year um, and probably the best game of the week in terms of what could have happened, um, which is the Baltimore Ravens gets the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, man, um, dear Lord. Man, well, dear Lord's right. That should have been what you said when you're watching Lamar Jackson go for 23, oh, 35, 252 yards on the pass, 45 on the ground, balance from pretty much from pretty much everybody. Everybody contributed in in big ways for this team. This defense ate alive Kyle Shanahan's offense. Four interceptions from Brock Purdy. This team, this team could, this team was, you know, the score doesn't, I mean, to be honest, the fact that it was a 14 point game is kind of nuts in itself, given the way that it played out. But I, 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 so I don't really buy the final score. If you watch the game, it's like, there's no way that they only won make two touchdowns. Um, but this was a, a dominant performance by the Ravens on the road. and. A performance that I don't know would have came in the last couple of years with this Ravens team. And I think that's a credit to Lamar Jackson, this head coach, you know, the coaching staff and, and what they're building over there right now, which is probably the best team in football. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a good statement win for Baltimore. They're looking, they're looking good. I think this cements them as the top team in the AFC. Um, you know, I think there are some teams that are getting hot in the AFC, but Baltimore has stayed consistent. Lamar has stayed healthy thus far, which is good news for Baltimore. And I mean, Brock Purdy, this is probably the worst game we've seen him play in his career. I, well, I, I mean, it is. I mean, through four interceptions. I mean, you know, what can you say? And and what's crazy is Chris McCaffrey still went over 100 yards. And they had uh, Kittle and Ayuk, who both went over 100 yards. So, I mean, you look at it and you're like, you know, what what, is, what, what happened here? And then you look at the turnover difference and it's 5-0. to zero. 
five to zero. You're not going to win football games if you lose the turnover battle five to zero. You're lucky to only lose by by two touchdowns, like you said, Caleb. You know, and Darnold kind of gave him a spark there at the end when when Purdy, you know, picked up the the stinger injury. But uh, I mean, you you never you thought there might be a, a little bit of a chance, but time was just fleeting. But I mean, even Darnold looked good. I know he threw that last interception, but I mean, I feel like that was just kind of a desperation throw. Uh, so you know, I'm not really gonna put a whole bunch of stock into that one. But yep, good win by Baltimore. I was expecting a little bit more from this game, but nonetheless, it was entertaining. And as long as Baltimore stays healthy, they'll be able to do something. But there's still two games left. So can we stay healthy? Can they stay healthy? The fact you can't even respect. You have no comment on Lamar Jackson's performance. He played well. He played very well. You would not be talking like this if this was Patrick Mahomes. That's that. I want you to understand it. I want you to at least admit that. What? If Patrick what Mahomes and City Chiefs played the San Francisco 49ers and did exactly what they just did. I, I that's what I expect. Look at, no, no. That's no. what I would expect. I would expect two fifty two touchdowns. That's, In fact, that's, I would expect more. Well, yeah, yeah, I, because he's if because it was Patrick, call him the I would expect but, three fifty and three but touchdowns. The, but the fact, the fact that you're not respecting what Lamar, I just called him the best team in the AFC. You, you called them the best team in the league, but you had no comment on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson might have wrapped up the MVP, and you have no comment on that. Uh, congratulations. He's won an MVP before. If you want to play okay. for individual accolades, fine. I mean, that's fine. But you, you've done absolutely nothing in the playoffs so far. So if that's what you care about, then that's what you care about. You're still going to move the goalpost on this guy. Any I'm not moving the goalpost. If he wins a title, he, I, I, I can't argue if with he wins it. A title, if he wins a title, what are you going to say? He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. What do you want me to say? That's That's exactly what I should say, right? Isn't he not one of the best quarterbacks now? He's playing like it, yes. So what's changing? What what changes about this game? What changes about the season at Baltimore all of a sudden to become the Super Bowl champions? What changes your opinion about Lamar Jackson? Nothing. Nothing. No, he, he won a title. It, it mattered. Okay. He, even you know though what? he's risen, then, even though you've risen the goalposts on him and he would have become I have not risen the goalposts on him. I said stay healthy and play in the playoffs. Like that would change my opinion on the two seasons that he missed the playoff or that. He didn't play in the playoffs. Like maybe they could have done something okay. if he goes out and wins the title this season. Fair enough. But as of Fair right enough. now, I'm like, oh, you just weren't there. Like you're, you weren't there. All right. Fair enough. Um, meanwhile, the Colts weren't there at Atlanta. No, uh, we were not. Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons took a 29 to 10 victory. Hey, uh, Arthur yo. Smith <sighs> coming off the hot seat potentially in this game, and they were doing whatever they wanted offensively whether it was the ground game, the pass game, defense made some plays. Um, I mean, this Colts team is just so completely banged up with injuries. But at the same time, I mean, <laughs> I mean, right, this is this is what we've kind of been begging for Atlanta, right? Just this this balance of offense coming from all different dimensions and directions through the passing game, through the running game. Um, I mean, this is what we expected of this team 
I think you and I both know this is probably not going to sustain. We've seen the history of Arthur Smith as the head coach here, but where do you stand on Atlanta, you know, winning this game 29 to 10 on the Colts or, you know, we could flip it on you on the Colts. What do you make of the Colts performance against the Falcons? Yeah, that's what's so irritating to me, Caleb, is because I know next week Atlanta is not going to do anything because that's just how it goes. Like they they string together one one game where they get everybody involved, you know, a little bit here and there and they, you know, beat us by 19. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, Atlanta needed this game. I mean, we we didn't need to have it. It would have been very nice to have. But Atlanta needed this game more than us. And it showed, uh, you know, getting a big win at home. For the Colts, I mean, losing Pittman last second, I think that kind of hurts. I, I I don't think we put enough stock into how vital Pittman is for the Colts uh, and that offense because, I mean, look, I mean, our two top, our two top receivers were tight ends. Tight ends that, you know, Will Mallory, who barely plays. You know, I mean, it's just there's a big gaping hole in the offense with Pittman out. And it was very clear and evident. I mean, I can't, I'm not upset with, you know, 18 carries for Jonathan Taylor because, you know, we got down, we got down. So the script kind of flipped, but he still had 18 carries coming, you know, in his first game back from injury. So, I mean, that makes a difference, but Colts weren't able to to force a turnover. I think that breaks the streak of longest uh, or, you know, games in a row with a turnover weren't able to get one. I think that makes a big difference as well because, you know, you almost kind of bank on a Colts turnover to kind yeah. of flip the game somewhere yeah. and it, and it yeah. didn't happen. And, you Good know, point. Steichen is normally able to put up 20 points in a game easily, but, you know, stifled this game. And I, and I think Pittman not being there is a big reason why. Not saying that's the only reason because the offense just couldn't generate, you know, anything in the second half, it was just three and out downs, three and out downs over and over again. So credit to Atlanta. I mean, just sticking it to us yeah. and, and staying in the, uh, the division race. Yeah. They're, they're in the division race. They're still in the wild card potential. Uh, they need a lot to go the way, but yeah, you know, we, that can't happen. Uh, next up, um, you know, the Cowboys in Miami, probably second on the docket, maybe in terms of ranked games going into the week. Um, and I would say this really played up to it. Um, both teams played pretty hard. Game went down to the last minute, Bryce. Um, and Miami got the win that they have been seeking uh, against a big-time team. Um, Cowboys dropped to 10-5. and five. Miami goes to 11-4. and four. Um, I just, I like this Miami team, man. I, you know, I've been, and I, and I know I'm going to keep saying it, but I just, the fact that they didn't have that big win before this game wasn't necessarily stressing me out. And I kind of had confidence that they were going to find something. I, I have great confidence they're going to beat Buffalo. And I look at this Miami team and, you know, they get it. They get it done. They finish it. Tyreek Hill made enough plays down the stretch. Run game was was okay. Uh, but I think Tua deserves a lot of credit. Kept them in this game. And. My sort of that defense, man. And you and I pretty much are in this hive, I feel like, of liking the Miami Dolphins defense. We've been liking this hive probably about three to four years. Even when they're just an okay unit, there's just dudes on the field. And it's a matter of if they can play to their potential. They bring in Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio hasn't really given them that big time game. 
I thought this was the game that he gave to, to, to say, hey, you know, this is why I'm, I'm here for these big games. I'm here to help this team out because I, I just was impressed by how Miami closed this game out, sealed the deal. When I thought, I thought Dallas had the game up 20 to 19. I thought they had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to defend Dallas here a little bit. I'm going to defend Dallas. I'm going to defend Dallas here a little bit. And I'm going to take away a little credit for Miami here. I Please. Please, uh, I'm curious. Because, because, like, to me, okay, so Miami gets a big win, right? We we talked, we we were texting back and forth about this one, right? Miami needed this game more than Dallas needed this game for confidence sake, right? Agreed. And to get people off Miami's back. Agreed. Here's what I will say. It is. It could have been this game could have went either way. But I'm thinking like if if Dak and uh, and Lupke didn't fumble the exchange and Lupke gets in. It's a good point. Right. It's a good point. How much does this game change? You know, does Miami actually win this game? I'm gonna go. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Miami doesn't win this game. Where is my goal? I, like I, I'm just. I, I'm just. I'm just pointing out. I'm only. I'm only calling him how I see him. Look, I'm happy for Miami. I'm happy. I'm glad that they got this win. But I am still not as high on Miami. Be, uh, moving it because like this. This changes. This game right here changes none of my opinions that I've had all season about either of these teams. It, it, it really doesn't because Dallas didn't get blown out. They were literally wow. a handoff exchange away from probably winning this game. And Miami just go, goes, uh, you know, into the locker room with their tail tucked between their legs for losing another big game. And might I add here, Caleb, Miami is seven and one at home. At They're home. Good. They're good at home. at home. So do they need a home playoff game? Do they need home field advantage? To to possibly make a, a deep run the playoffs, good I don't question. know. And and will they be able to beat another good team? I don't know. I mean, Tyree Kill this, had it like uh, I, this is silly, but like Tyree Kill, he had he still had nine receptions for ninety nine yards. But that's not what we're used to from Tyree Kill week in and week out. I know that's very hard to you know to go yeah, over hundred no, yards, right. hundred fifty right. yards you're every right. week. Yeah, but like. I'm looking at it, and I mean, Jalen Waddle only one catch in this game. Um, you know, they really didn't get much from the ground game. Uh, I Are mean, you they didn't crediting even... Dallas for that. No, I'm just saying. I'm. Uh, I mean, yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, it's no secret. I think the Dallas defense is good, but I'm saying another good team. Mm-hmm. A- another good team that Miami plays. Do you know how many touchdowns the offense generated? One touchdown. One out of their 22 points. No, I mean, credit, they were able to move the ball and get Jason Sanders in the field goal position. You know, he kicked five field goals. I mean, that's 15 points right there. Yeah. 16 points if you count in a section point. So Jason Sanders had a majority, had basically a large majority of your points. Yeah, he had a great game. Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you, field goals ain't going to win you playoff games. Against good teams, just not. So yeah, 
I don't know. My opinion is unchanged on both of those teams. I'm skeptical about Miami going into the playoffs. Uh, I'm just happy. I'm just glad for the Cowboys that they didn't get blown out because I would be on here just railing them if they did. But what's, but you still think of the Cowboys as the same. Yeah. Like they're, they're a good team, but, but I, I, I'm still skeptical about them because they have these random duds. Next up, um, Raiders and the Chiefs. You know, talk about a oh, wacky boy. Saturday game, um, a wacky Christmas game on the 25th. Oh, boy. Uh, the Raiders go to 7-8 and eight, um, in what was a weird game because O'Connell couldn't really do anything in the pass. And Zamir White, uh, when Jacobs hurt, steps up 22 carries, 145 yards. The offense in this game looked ugly. Meanwhile, Bryce's goat, Patrick Mahomes, goes for an interception. Uh, you know, forces a you know has a fumble, a couple fumble recoveries. I mean, just nothing was going right for this Kansas City offense and the Raiders on the road get the win over the Chiefs. Now, I, I would like to point something out real quick. Like the Raiders have proven in their history that they're pretty competitive with the Chiefs. I don't know what the reason for that is, but they have always proven to me. You think about even their game earlier in the season, the Raiders had a similar situation. They were up. Felt like they had a chance. Uh, it was tied up at 14 apiece. And all of a sudden, the Chiefs just found a way to beat them. So there is some history with the Raiders making the, you know be, making this game competitive. But getting this game on the road was not on my bingo card. Um, that was not something that I would have put on uh, Mark. And, and this good one for the Raiders to stay alive. And if you're the Chiefs, you, you're not in home field anymore. Bryce Mahomes got the end done on the yeah. road. Yeah, I mean, obviously not a good game to lose, but I mean, when you look at the defense of the Chiefs, like, yeah, I mean, giving up 145 yards to Samir White isn't ideal, but you you didn't give up any any touchdowns. Like, you gave up two field goals. Yeah, yeah. It was literally a pick six, uh, you know, from Jack Jones, who did it again this week, and then Pacheco, you know, it, it, uh, scoop and score on the other end. I mean, those were yeah. those are the two differences yeah. in the games, and then. You know, the Raiders defense did enough to to stifle Mahomes in the offense. Not that you have to do much to stifle those receivers that he has, but I mean, nonetheless, you did it. And you know what? They they messed around and they got beat. And I know there's probably some frustration there in Kansas City. Now, I in fact I know for a fact that there's frustration in Kansas City right now because that's a game that they don't lose and they shouldn't lose. It's as simple as that. You have to be better. The, guy, the guys around Patrick Mahomes have to be better. Patrick Mahomes has to be a little bit better. It's very clear and evident. The offensive line has to show up, too. And Travis Kelsey needs to get his head out of his tail, figure it out, and go ball out, man. But this is, this is unacceptable. This is not what we're used to with the Chiefs. They have to do something. Uh, I, I don't even know. I, I don't know if there's anything that you can do but you, at, at this point. There probably isn't, but can I be honest with you, though, for a second? Because down six, they score the touchdown, and then it gets to 14-20. But can I, can I tell you where what lost me was mm-hmm. just how easy Zamir Wright ran on them in the last drive? Just a Raiders offensive line, Bryce, you and I have just splattered to the ground, just have not liked what they've done on that side. And they owned them on the lines. 
which yeah. if you would have, which if you tell Chiefs, if you tell the Chiefs where they want to be great at, it's the line. Defensive line they've spent their money on, offensive line they spent their money on. That's where they want to take pride in. And this Raiders team came in and just pounded them on the ground. I mean, at the end of that game, it was ridiculous. I mean, the second and four run, Bryce, 235. Like, how many times have you seen that happen in this Chiefs team? In a clutch situation where the defense, where the Raiders, some team like that gets 40 yards mm-hmm. to close that game. I mean, it was a state, it was a statement for sure. Um, and a massive credit goes to Pearson. This is a team that might look to try to get hot in the playoffs. I mean, you got Denver. Denver might be tanking. Denver might not want to win. You know, the Colts game is going to be a tough game for sure on the road. Colts didn't play very well. You got to think they want to respond. But I mean, Bryce, that that game next week between the Raiders and the Colts is a very good football game. That is a meaningful football yeah. game. And I mean, there's a lot of scenarios that would probably have to happen for the Raiders, but winning three straight probably puts them in a decent position because they would have a, something over the Colts. They would have something over some of these other teams. And I, I don't know. That's, that's going to be a fun game to watch. I think so too. It's going to be dirty. It's, it, I mean, it's going to have to be. It's going to, it's going to be a physical yeah. game. Yeah. It's going it's to be fun in the trenches. Uh, Braden Smith practice in full today, which thank God, because Max Crosby is something else, dude. I cannot have him going up against yeah. Lake Freeland for the love of God. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun game. I'm interested. Meanwhile, Nick Mullins did not have a fun game throwing interceptions <laughs> on four interceptions, 22 of 36. Oh, boy. The run game, um, totally not efficient, uh, for this, uh, for this Minnesota team. And um, I mean, good win for the Lions. I want to give them their credit. Division title. Division, baby. They totally deserve that. They totally deserve it. They played exactly the way they should have. The balance was great. Um, the, the passing game was great. Um, I thought the defense made enough plays. Um, you know, I mean, Minnesota kind of came back and they fought. They're scrappy. They're a scrappy team, but. Uh, you know, Detroit kept making the plays that they needed to make at the at the spots they needed to make them. But this Minnesota Viking team, Bryce, I mean, I think they needed to win this game. I looked at this game like a playoff game before a playoff game. Um, I mean, what Nick Mullins did, I mean, that that is a, I mean, that's just not a great performance. I mean, Jefferson made every play he could. Osborne made a great game. You have the statistical offensive games from the receiving core that they have, and you'd look at it and you'd say they win the game. Um, but like you said earlier, you know, in, in the uh, the Ravens Niners game, the turnovers are what separated this game. I kind of felt like that's what separated this game. And you know, now Minnesota's in a really tough spot, seven and eight. Detroit's in. Detroit has a chance to go higher than you know, maybe even a, a two seed potentially. Uh, maybe you know, however they want to go here. Um, and Minnesota seven and eight, their game back of LA and, and Seattle. Um, and I just, this was not the type of game you need if you're Minnesota. And this was the type of game you needed to make if you were Detroit. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, tough, tough L for Minnesota, but I mean, you're doing with what you got, right? I mean, Nick Mullins, Ty Chandler, uh, you know, Madison pretty much not existent coming off the injury. You lose Hawkinson now for the year. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just tough sledding for Minnesota. And and what they were able to accomplish, though, this season so far, I think, is is incredible. I mean, they're on their what fourth quarterback with Mullins. 
So, I mean, you you take what you can get. So I'm not going to fault Minnesota for it. Yeah, they had to have to kind of stay in the picture. But, yeah. I mean, it's going to catch up to you sometime, right? right. I mean, for, De- for Detroit, props, man, winning the division. I mean, that's huge, Caleb. I mean, we've never said the Lions are this good, like, ever in our lifetime. I agree. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's incredible. And they did it by going to their guys, their top guys, Jameer Gibbs, Montgomery, Amon Ra. They went to their guys. They got it done. And you know what? They have a chance to get, I think they have a chance to get to 13 wins. This Cowboys get at the Cowboys in prime time, Caleb. Very intrigued. I'm intrigued more for Detroit to see how they will be. I am too. Than I am Dallas. I agree. So uh, I'm very intrigued by that Saturday night game. Very, very intrigued. I know you're going to be watching because you're a closeted Dallas fan. That's 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 okay. Uh, (laughs) When I when I I look at. Yeah, that game's going to rock. That game's going to rock. Yeah, that game's going to rock. And I'm curious to see the way. You know, both teams come out, and I agree with you, especially Detroit. Um, I want to see if they can be competitive. I want to see if they can put a fight in them and push Dallas a little bit. Um, you know, because if they can, you know, if they came out with a win here, that's a different conversation. Um, you know, but if, you, if you're looking at, you know, w- what's the fight going to show? Because Dallas has been dominant at home. Their offense is dominant at home. They're favored by six points at home. Mm. Um, it's a lot of points, and you know, they have a chance to, to really make a statement um, kind of like they did against Green Bay uh, last year. Next up, um, I mean, man, what a tough blow for this Texans team uh, to go down to 8-7. But this Cleveland Browns team, I mean, they're, they're putting it together 36 <laughs> points. Your boy Flacco. They're going 10-5. and five. Amari Cooper, 265 <laughs> yards. Oh, boy. Roku for 44 yards. Um, you know, this defense is playing very well. And I mean, Flacco is obviously going to turn the ball over, but he, he's making plays. I mean, he, he is, he is making plays. He's thrown for multiple touchdowns in each of his starts. Uh, he, he is, you know, he's, he's cooking. I mean, he's cooking. He, cooking he, you, lose. Lynn. He's They're, cooking well, you. 10 touchdowns, 10 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. 45 it's cooking oh, you it's not that great uh, oh we can have a we could have a discussion on the fact that he has made this offense stable uh which i will uh want to have and i do want to have because this is a team that has you know that has talent this, that was never questioned they needed some efficient you know some leadership at quarterback i mean price i i don't know where you stand on this i think this is the best amari cooper is look i mean this is just a dot he's just dominating defenses at this point He's, he's looked like a top five receiver this year in football. You look at Njoku and, and what he's bringing at the tight end position, a guy that I think you and I both have really liked and just mm-hmm. kind of wanted him to you know, kind of get to that potential that we, you know, I, I bring it to a different sport. I looked at him like uh, DeAndre. You always knew physically he had tremendous gifts, um, but it was a matter of him kind of putting it all together. And like, that's what Njoku is doing right now. This defense is being, you know, what they should. Um, Browns are probably one game away of a playoff spot, Bryce. And they're doing it without the starting quarterback that they paid a ton of money to. So 
that's a credit to the to the guys in that room and and, and Stefanski. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. I mean, to to sign Flacco off the couch and to come in and play the way he is, it, it, Flacco's just he's playing like he's playing with house money. I agree. And, and it's it's kind of it's fun to watch, man. He knows exactly who to get the ball to, and Joku and Cooper. Which, by the way, shout out Amari Cooper for carrying me into the fantasy championship this this uh, this season, where Caleb Lynn and Zach Griffith will not be. And I will be, and now I have a shot at winning the whole thing, in which I will gloat on this podcast if I win the whole thing. So stay tuned for that next week to see how that shakes out. Cleveland, 10 wins. After we thought Watson was done, we thought this team was cooked. But here they are, 10 wins. Uh, Like you said, very close to a playoff spot. I mean, for Houston... Yes, tough loss, but they are still in it. They still have a chance of the division. They still have a chance of the playoffs. CJ Stroud got in a limited practice today, which is another step in him clearing concussion protocol. They have very winnable games, uh, obviously, with the Titans and then Colts. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a showdown. Oh, my goodness. Set up to be a big game. That's going to be a game. Yeah. That's going to be a game. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, you know, Houston, they switched to Davis Mills. They, they benched Keenum and Mills came in and played well. I uh, thought there might be a chance that there could be, you know, something happened there. And, uh, you know, Cleveland just took all that that chance away um, by by you're scoring pretty like much. Mills. So you, you like Mills. You're, you're confident. You're confident, Davis Mills. I, I, I'm not. I, I, I don't hate dreams. Mills. I don't I hate know. Mills. Yeah, but he's your Drew Lock. He's he's, he's sure he's not Drew Lock. I mean, he came in, he played well, 149 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, he, I mean, he played good, pretty good, played pretty good. good. So I think Houston will be re-energized if they're able to get uh, C.J. Stroud back. Nico Collins will have an, uh, you know, this is his first game back from the calf injury, so he'll have you know a little more time to rest up. I think he was limited today. I think as a precaution. So I mean, Houston's still in a in a great spot. I mean, they basically kind of control. Uh, their own destiny at this point for the most part. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, nothing to hang their head because they got help too. the teams that need to lose lost. So they're still in it. Still in it. Still in it. Um, And, you know, the Rams we talked about earlier are still in it Um, after they have just continued their sizzling performances. I mean, they, they look like one of the hottest teams in the NFL. You could argue they are the hottest team in the NFL. When you look at what this offense is doing, defense with production, um, you know, Bryce, we talked about what McVay has done, you know, as the coach of this team and where it kind of ranks up as some of his best work. Um, and he, he just keeps proving it. He just keeps proving it. Um, they, they are really competitive and they have a chance to clinch it, uh, you know, with the win here against the Giants or you know, maybe against the Niners. And, you know, I, I look at this Rams team, Bryce. I mean, they they look efficient. They're getting the ball wherever they want. The offensive line stepping up. And, you know, Matt Stafford has had a amazing impact on this team. And I just, even though he's in L.A. and he's with a great coach, I just always feel like he continues to stand rated despite him being a Super Bowl champ. I mean, he, he has had a strong season since he's been healthy. and um just just delivered in so many ways. And in this game, it felt like they were in complete control. I mean, the Saints had a last-minute push, but 
I mean, it never felt like they really were going to take it. No, no. I mean, this is this is impressive from from the Rams. I mean, Sean McVay has taken Kyron Williams, who they found deep in the draft, Puka Nakuba, who they found deep in the draft, Demarcus Robinson, a Kansas City and Baltimore Raven cast off. Journeyman. Journeyman. And turned them into this juggernaut offense. Yeah. Caleb, yeah. Caleb I'm looking at it. Four it's people, unbelievable. Four people caught a pass. They won the game on only four people catching passes. But that's your type of passing game. That's oh, absolutely. This. That's you your know your game. guys, know your guys and get them the ball, including <laughs> Tyler Higby. Higby. The Higby played by place. I mean, he, he made plays. I mean, it is, it isn't, and you know, they didn't do it without any Kyron Williams screen passes, which McVay loves, Yeah, you know, and I mean, the Saints defense isn't a bunch of scrubs. They're not. So, I mean, this is, this is an impressive victory uh, and keeps them right in the playoff hunt. And they have the Giants and the Niners left. And there's a chance like the Niners, I don't know how much, well, no, the Niners will probably play hard that game. I don't think they can lock up anything for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think so, they can, but you're right. Maybe but I mean, they definitely beat the Giants, right? I mean, I would think I don't know. I mean, I like Tyrod Taylor a little bit, Caleb. That's that, that's another I guy do that too. I just I like. I, yeah, I okay, too. okay, okay. I do too. You, okay, so you also yeah. thought it was ridiculous that Taylor wasn't starting when he came back from IR, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Yeah. I did too. Like I did too. I, like the DeVito thing was fun and it was cool, yeah, but at the end of the I, day I it's cute. It's cute. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is he is competent and, and competent. Back. And you know what? It makes it makes the run game with Barkley better. How many times yeah. do we watch Barkley just lose a yard or two because they know exactly what's coming? Because Devito isn't competent enough as a quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is competent. thirty-four years old. Yeah, but but you know what? He's still very mobile, still yeah, agile, he and he can and he can sling it. Yes, that is laughable, dude. That it, I don't know. That's just laughable. I like him. I I I. I really like Taylor. I'm with you on that. I, I think he's a really good backup quarterback. And, you know, I, you know, I think it would have been interesting, Bryce, to see if he would have not had the IR, what could have happened? Because it did feel like they were playing better with him under center. The ground game felt better. The passing game felt better. Everything felt better. And, um, but look, I mean, this LA team, they're going to, they're, they're, they're staying hot. You know, they got a chance to probably wrap this thing up. They got to win a game. I mean, it's tough to not see him do it against this Giants team, but I mean, you can't do it against the Giants. So you're going to do it, you know, like they're, they're five and ten, fourth, uh, fourth worst record in the conference. So you you have to be able to get the ability against them, you know. Um, games we didn't touch on. We didn't touch on the Eagles, Giants, Eagles. Giants put the sneak into them, but uh, Eagles took it. Once Taylor came in. Uh, yes, correct. Uh, Bears beat the Cardinals. Uh, no playoff patience pun there. Uh, Washington almost came back against the Jets. Well, they did absolutely historic collapse. Uh, and then the Bills just by the skin of their teeth beat the Chargers 24 to 22. And what could have been the most shocking game of the week? Um, Bryce, interesting week 17. You test on it. Uh, Lions, Cowboys, they got the uh, Dolphins, Ravens. Um, I think Packers Vikings is an eliminator game. Steelers Seahawks has a chance to be an eliminator game. Saints Bucks for a division title. Um, 
there, there's some solid matchups in here. A lot of, lot of matchups, a lot of implications. So looking forward to next week. Once again, thank you for listening to Sam.